the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tandela Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is Pairs on Old TV. Pairs, P-A-I-R-S, not the fruit. Pairs, pears on old TV. All right. I, I don't know of any pears if it was the fruit on on old TV. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't know too many of those pears either. Um, so, Nam, uh, first of all, uh, give us a little uh, background on Pacific Private Money. What uh, what's going on with you guys? Sure. So, background on Pacific Private Money. Who are we? Um, so Pacific Private Money, we are an alternative lender uh, on real estate, uh, alternative mortgage lender. So, you know, when you when you go down to the bank to get money out of your ATM, that bank is probably making you could make you a home loan. You hear of advertisements on the radio all the time for, you know, uh, you know, the different mortgage companies that uh, will like as of last year, get you into a home with a loan, you know, as low as 3% interest. Yeah. Uh, well, those days are over. But that's not the space that Pacific Private Money operates in. We are alternative lenders, meaning that we are essentially non-bank lenders, non-conventional, non-agency lenders. So our rates tend to be higher, um, and our clientele comes to us when, you know, bank financing is not an option. And you know, alternative lending used to be called hard money lending. Uh, that name has changed some, somewhat in the industry. We're trying to get away from that because it really isn't hard money anymore. It's it, alternative for a number of reasons. But uh, and the reasons why people can't get a bank loan isn't because necessarily of derogatory credit. Um, you know, as we talk about here, people oftentimes come to us because they have transactional distress, meaning they're in a situation where a bank um, either won't do the loan or can't perform on a loan, on providing a loan. And oftentimes it just comes down to speed and then circumstance. And we'll go into some examples later of what that, what that, those circumstances are. Um, so we, you know, uh, we've been operating in this space since 2008. Um, and, uh, you know, today, you know, where our business is thriving, alternative lenders uh, are thriving uh, across the country. 
because we provide a solution that a lot of borrowers, whether they're people borrowing to buy a home to move into, or um, developers who are borrowing money to build or rehab multifamily homes or, or build homes from the ground up, the alternative lending space has a pretty big audience of borrowers from for different needs. And, you know, we were talking about just before the show started, you know, with the interest rates rising and, you know, the talk of a recession happening, you know, how has our business been? And, um, you know, I talk about this pretty much on every show, at least we've been able to knock on wood for the, since I've been here at Pacific Private Money, um, business is busier than ever. I mean, when I started in 2015, you know, alternative lending was just starting to really take off. And every year we've grown, you know, 20% or more. Yep. And in fact, between 2020 and 2021, we doubled. And uh, we're on pace to double our business this year. And I talk to investors all the time um, who who say, I hear you on the radio and you always talk about how good business is. is um, you know, is that true or what's going on? Business <laughs> hey, it's on the radio, market? it has to be true, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Radio, second, internet first. And yeah, that's so right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, um, and it's just, you know, it, for, business continues to grow for a number of reasons. I mean, one is we, we you know, constantly are hiring um, good people, salespeople who are, you know, connected to their marketplace. So that's one thing. Um, the industry in general is doing really well and growing and, you know, not without its bumps and bruises along the way, but uh, for the most part, most of the lenders that we talk to or are, are networked with, you know, are continuing to show success as well. So it's not like us against other alternative lenders, you know, yeah. we're doing better than everyone else. Everyone is actually doing pretty well. Um, but, um, and thirdly, you know, we have a, we have a diversity of loan products. And so we appeal to a lot of different people with alternative lending needs. And we'll talk a little bit about how, you know, we're able to continue to grow in this, uh, during this market um, and in the next segment. But, um, you know, Pacific private money is continuing to grow. Uh, and we'll talk about capital on the other, uh, later on. But, you know, we're, we're constantly growing our capital stack so we can fund loans. That yeah, because that's, that's a question. It's like, you know, where do you guys get your money from? Right. So, you know, we get our, our capital to fund loans from individual investors, uh, some from institutional investors, but, but largely from individual investors um, who have to meet the accredited requirements, accredited investor requirements, um, and are looking to earn, you know, rates anywhere from six-ish percent on up. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a thriving business for us. Um, we continue to make loans and the de demand continues to be strong, even in this market. And we'll talk a little bit about why that's the case. Yeah, because even with uh, interest rates, you know, going up, prime rate and everything, I, I don't think that CD rates or bank money market rates have moved that much, have they? No, no. Or, yeah, you haven't seen that move much or, or if the bank tells you we've, you know, we've increased our rates on the CDs. It's now one and a half percent from a half percent. I mean, that is triple, Yeah, but it's all relative. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, we're going to go to our first commercial break here. The uh, trivia theme is pairs on old TV. Uh, here's first trivia question. 
What 1960s TV show had the pair of siblings named Pugsley and Wednesday? All right. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. So make sure you call right now. Uh, what 1960s TV show had the pair of siblings named Pugsley and Wednesday? All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown along with Nam Fawn. Our first trivia question was, what 1960s TV show had the pair of siblings named Pugsley and Wednesday? Was it the Adams Family? It was the Adams Family. Yeah, I mean, who named their kid Pugsley? Man, that's a that's a tough one to go through life. You know, <laughs> that's like the uh, you know the joke where guy guy says, uh, "Yeah, my my son was really happy that I named him Luke from you know from the Star Wars character." But my daughter, Chewbacca, no, nah, she wasn't too happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Wednesday is, is not a bad name. but No, that, that's a yeah. cute name. Yeah, she's a yeah. cute little girl, too. Um, okay, so, uh, Nam, uh, where do you get your money from? Uh, well, actually, let me, you know what, before I do that, but let me go into the email question we, we received. Uh, why are private lending rates so much higher than bank rates? Yeah, so private lending rates, alternative lending rates uh, are higher um, for a number of reasons, but typically, how much higher are they than banks, right? Um, typically, they're about four points higher. So when, when you know, rates, conventional rates for a mortgage were as low as 3% last year, then the, the lowest private money rates you could find out there was about seven. Yeah. But more often it was like seven and a half or eight. So it's it's you know it's it's about four to five points higher. Okay. And the reason why is is it's just a, it's it's what the market will will bear. You know you've got scenarios where um, they're really you know where a borrower can't get bank financing that low interest rate that they want or yep. these days it's higher. You know it's up to five percent six percent in some cases. Okay. Um, and typically they need it fast. Um, they oftentimes don't know they need it until bank financing falls out. Um, and so, so for an alternative lender, you know, your operational costs have to deal with having to source capital quickly, having incentivized that capital to invest in, you know, real estate backed mortgages Mm -hmm. that are non-bank. And then, um, the, the, just the costs of, of, you know, not, well, actually the other thing too, is you're not holding these loans for very long. So alternative lenders are usually plan B. Uh, and so typically the funds are needed for a short period of time. So there's not a lot of time for an alternative lender to make money on the interest that's being charged. Well, so from a borrower standpoint, if he's not holding the loan that long, it's really not that painful either. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so if I was saying, you know, 4% higher or four points higher than, uh, than a conventional rate, today, conventional rates are around, you know, 5, 5% okay. uh, or higher. So private money rates have gone up to 9, 9.5%, 10%, which is what it was five years ago. So we're kind of yeah. back to what rates were about five years ago. And, and, you know, people can be shocked by that in one sense, but, you know, that was the norm five years ago. Um, but these borrowers in many cases in our loans, for instance, they're in our loan for about four months. So let's say it's a 10% uh, interest rate, yeah. but they're only keeping it for four months. You know, in theory, they're, they're really having it for less than, you know, they're really effectively paying about two, two and a half percent, you know, for, for that time. Um, so, you know, the, the private money lender really is not earning a lot of interest on that loan for three or four months compared to a bank that, that is holding a, you know, a, a mortgage for 30 years, up to 30 years. So, you know, they're making their money over that, over that time period. Um, uh, so anyway, I hope that answers that. Well, that yeah. Question. So then, so then, uh, you know, why would you make loans that would only be in existence for four months on average? Well, you can also, yeah. So the other part to that is how do how do private money lenders make their make income, generate revenue? Um, you know, we can charge origination fees. Okay. So that that's anywhere from let's say one and a half to two points or one and a half to 2% of the uh, loan amount. Okay. Um, so that's one thing. And they make other fees too, like you would with a conventional loan. Sometimes they're called junk fees, but. Okay. Um, but, the, but, the, but the thing is, you, so your, um, the, the interest rates are higher and that's gotta be because your cost of capital has to be more than what, you know, Wells Fargo gets money from the federal government at. <laughs> what, right, what right. so if we're charging, 10% part of the reason is because our cost of capital could be 9%, you know, or it could be less, hopefully it's less so we can make a greater spread, but um, that's where, you know, investors come into play, you know, our investors. Um, you know, if you're, if our cost of capital is 9%, that means somebody's making 9%. And in the alternative lending space, oftentimes it's individual high net worth investors that, that are local, uh, meaning local to the, the local private money lender. And the, they like investing in, in real estate debt um, because there's an, it's collateralized by real estate. Most of ours is residential, although we, you know, again, we have some commercial. Yeah, it's not like a credit card that's unsecured debt. It's, it's, it's really secure. And by the way, I forgot to ask you to give out your information when we went to the last break, because sometimes what happens is people listening to the radio, and they say, well, that sounds kind of interesting. I'd like to get more information. Who is this guy and how do I get a hold of him? <laughs> yeah. So um, our company is Pacific Private Money and our website is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Uh, there's a lot of information on the site about the various funds we have and the, including the rates of return. Uh, but if you want to call us as well and schedule an appointment to talk or meet us in person, um, you call us at 415-883-2150. That number again is 415-883-2150. And uh, happy to talk. You'll, you'll end up talking to uh, myself or a, f a few others who uh, work with investors, um, you know, who are interested in investing in our various funds. So it's, um, you know, it's something we used to do more often um, in terms of, you know, investor outreach. We would have events to uh, let people know about 
you know, different the different funds we have or, or why private money exists. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I thought we were going to open it up again, but it seems like everyone's getting COVID now. <laughs> and it's still, you know, it feels like 20, it feels like April 2020 right now to me. Uh, because I, I actually have a couple of friends who are sick, but they say it's not COVID. It's some, some other kind of like cold or flu bug. Yeah. Quite so, a few people in our office have tested positive in the last several weeks, not necessarily because of coming to the office and catching it from somebody else, but it's been just everyone, uh, or not everyone, but a lot more people are getting it today. They must, um, they must have some kind of symptoms to make them even get tested, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah, someone's yeah, not feeling yeah. well and said, yeah, I think I'll test just in case. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So um, hopefully we get past this. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? Otherwise, we'll have to just uh, you'll you'll just have to do the Zoom uh, webinars again. Yeah, yeah, we're due for that. Yeah, because you know, you get enough people who are interested in this. Today, we're going to cut to our second commercial break. Here, here's the trivia question: What 1970s TV show had a pair of siblings named Keith and Danny? Now, there was actually five kids in the family, but those are the two uh, main boys, Keith and Danny. All right. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate worth over $100. Again, I'll ask one more time. What 1970s TV show had the pair of siblings named Keith and Danny? All right. Stay with us. The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mom Vaughn of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question. What 1970s TV show had a pair of siblings named Keith and Danny? The Partridge Family. Very good. You're two for two. Dang. All right. Man, that was some wholesome shows. It was. I was part you of the know, it's, lineup. Yeah. I know. And not to, not to like sidetrack uh, the, the show, but, you know, so much of what's on television these days, whether it's just regular TV, call it regular TV or, or Netflix or otherwise, not a whole lot of wholesome no. there anymore <laughs> where values are, you know, you know, are, are the, the sort of the theme. Yeah. But you know, it's funny though, but there's also a couple of things from the old TV that they don't do anymore, like smoking. They don't yeah. have smoking on. And in fact, there was a, there was an old, old movie from, I think the silent era where it actually showed some people snorting cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Because they were, they were talking about how it just wasn't taboo back then or something. <laughs> well, I think they, they purported it as having health benefits. Something right? like back then. Yeah. But, well, the same but thing with smoking. It, smoking was good for your lungs, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, and all yeah. of the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember some 50s, 50s ads that are so misogynistic, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, it's like, you know, I, I, I have this one that says, I run things around my house. I run the vacuum yeah. cleaner, the dishwasher, the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, All right. So, Nam, you have, uh, you have an article you want to share. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
that today's the media is always so um, you know polarizing. Um, so there's so much drama in the media. But you know, one of the things that that stands out in real estate um, that you know, in addition to the the you know housing market that we're in or that we were in up until recently that's starting to cool off a bit is, uh, you know, the, the lack of inventory yeah. in the marketplace as a driver. And, you know, there's several articles that I'll, I'll cite here. This one's from uh, Fortune. Uh, and I'm reading this one. I'm bringing this one up because of, you know, one of the elements that's, that's reducing the amount of housing stock. And that's that the investors, including Wall Street, this is the article title, investors, including Wall Street, helped to drive up home prices during the pandemic housing boom. Here's the proof. And essentially, I'm not going to cite it verbatim, but but they point to the fact that uh, that institutional investors are acquiring homes at a, you know, and essentially taking that inventory off the market because what they're doing is they're, um, buying homes and turning them into institutional rentals. So yeah. the first quarter of 2022, investors made up a record 28% of single-family home sales, uh, according to a published report last week by the Harvard Joint Center for Housing. That's up from 19% the first quarter of 2021, and it's also far above the 16% that investors made up of single-family home sales between 2017 and 2019. Now, those investors could be mom and pop, could be large institutions, but essentially, investors buying homes. To some of them are flipping them and selling them to other home buyers, and some of them are holding on to them and creating rental inventory for themselves and the portfolio. Yeah. So every home that's bought up by that type of investors is one home less that somebody who wants to buy it to live in and to be the homeowner. You know that availability is gone. And again, this is a article from uh, from Fortune. Um, and then at the same time for the housing boom, the, you know, the, the pandemic, uh, you know, created a situation where people were wanting to work remote, right? We all know that we've talked about that for the last several years, but at the same time, it also coincided with the five-year window between 2019 and 2023 when millennials born during the generation's five largest birth years, which is 1989 to 1993, would hit the peak first-time home buying age uh -huh. of 30. So that elevated demand simply overwhelmed the supply side. So housing inventory, which was already trending downward before the pandemic struck, fell to a 40-year low during the boom. And, so, and the thing is, a lot of those kids are, are sort of out of the realm of uh, the crash, you know, the Great Recession. So they really yeah. they were younger, so they really they sort of got over it. My, my son's a good example of that. I mean, he just bought a house last month. You know, same sort of thing, right in that age group. Yeah, yeah. And so you have a millennial population that, you know, is that hit that peak first home buying. You have institutional investors acquiring properties at the highest rate kind of ever. And you've got a low interest rate environment that's created so many opportunities for people to refi, not necessarily move, but refi, but also for people to go out and buy. And, and also, also, you don't have a credit people. bubble like we had. You know, there was more of a credit bubble back in 2007 and eight. 
where yeah. people didn't really have to prove that they could afford to buy something and, and mm-hmm. they were able yeah. to buy it. And you can't really do that as much now. So they're getting more quality buyers. Yeah. And thank goodness you can't. Otherwise, you know, this, this, you know, there, there might be a, a really ugly side to this boom that we've seen um, yeah. that, uh, you know, we saw in 2008. And I think, you know, banks are, are underwriting and their government regulations are requiring, you know, more qualified borrowers to, you know, to, to be able to get a loan or more qualifications for borrowers to be able to get a loan. So, so, but, you know, you've got all of these other factors that created this housing boom and, and, you know, for our business at Pacific Private Money, you know, we do follow and say, okay, is this, you know, what's going to happen now that rates have gone up? You know, how is that going to impact demand? But you also have millennials, which was the second largest, you know, population group in the U.S. Uh, more and more people hit, are hitting every day that 30, that window, that five-year, you know, that window of being a first-time home buyer. Yeah. You know, hitting 30 years. You have an aging boomer population that's downsizing still, and then you have an undersupply of housing. So, so uh, you know, interest rates aside, there are so many factors that are still in play that that make home ownership or buying a home still a very kind of vibrant market. It's been dampened by the higher interest rates, and I can tell you, I, I'm not bummed about that, um, just because. You know, it's not. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Um, and that money coming out at the interest rates. You know, we hopefully a lot of people took advantage of it to get a low interest rate or refine to a low rate. Um, but that was there's a lot of free money out there. Yeah. And now it's coming back to haunt us. And we've got to go through this pain, I think. But the question is, how long that pain will last? And nobody knows the answer to that. Gotcha. Okay. I'll tell you what, we're going to go to our third trivia question. And when we come back, I want to hear some deals of the week. All right. What 1970s TV show had a pair of roommates, Felix and Oscar? <clears throat> call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate worth over $100. Again, what 1970s TV show had a pair of roommates, Felix and Oscar? Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. Don't press that dial. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question, what 1970s TV show had the pair of roommates, uh, Felix and Oscar? It was The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. Wow, Nam, that was the first time you ever won three for three. Oh, come on. I've won three for three before. Have you really? Okay, I'm impressed. Maybe yeah, so That was always um, like chemistry questions or something, uh, you know, astrophysics that you usually won. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so what were the names of the actors? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. And so originally it was show? Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. That's the, right. Yeah. And uh, what other show did Jack Klugman do? Uh, uh, Quincy, uh, uh, Quincy MD. Uh, uh, yeah, I used yeah. to love the beginning of that show because I think I was in middle school. 
Uh-huh. And uh, he, he's like, it's, they show him like a close-up of him inspecting something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and throughout the beginning, they're panning out, panning out. Oh, yeah. And then it ends with him inspecting like the skin on a woman's leg and a bikini on a boat. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I used to, I mean, I, and, I, you know, I the, loved him in, uh, in uh, yeah, you know, middle school yeah. kid. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so risque. You know, yeah. back in the whatever. 80s. You, know, you know, it's so. funny because he was actually in the movie 12 Angry Men with Henry Fonda. If you ever saw that, it's probably one of yeah. the least expensive movies to make because all it, it just took place in a jury room. <laughs> the whole thing. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, he was in that. I looked at it. I saw the movie. I can't remember when, but it was an old movie from like the late 40s, early 50s or something like that. Or maybe, okay. maybe 1960. And uh, I like, hey, that's Jack Klugman, you know? But he was so funny. And remember uh, uh, the policeman? Um, was it was it Al? No, no. Because he played Al Molinari, ended up playing Al. Uh, Murray. He played Murray the cop. Uh, and he was uh, on Happy Days. He took over for oh. um, Pat Morita when it was Arnold's. Okay. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch too much, too much TV. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, same here. I, I can name all 108 episodes of Gilligan's Island. So that kind of tells uh, you sure. my, uh, my priorities were. Um, <laughs> like I said, six years of high school, right? Okay. So now, could you give us an example um, of a typical loan um, that, you know, someone is going to probably go to the bank first, get turned down for whatever reason could be mostly speed. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I know I've heard situations where the banker says, this is a fantastic loan. Of course we would love to do this loan. When do you need it by? Well, I need it in 20 days. Oh no, we need at least yeah. 45 days to do this loan. And so they can't yeah. do it. Um, so give us an example of uh, kind of loans you've been finding. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, Quite a few that we always talk about and use as deals of the week, and that that continues to kind of be half our business or our bread and butter, and and that's a scenario where you have somebody who you know has their home on the market, uh, is and still in this market, I'd say homes still sell relatively quickly, but uh, while it's listed, they found the home that they want to buy, um, and so. You know, for a number of reasons, um, it's it's hard to sell your home first and then buy, or sell your home at the same time you're buying and have those two transactions close simultaneously. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah, it's a real pain in the neck. And up until about five years ago, that was just a kind of a fact of life, and that's why home home buying and moving was so stressful for a lot of people because. It's, it's a huge life event, whether you're buying or selling, and usually both at the same time, but it compounded by the fact that it has to happen in this really short window of time. Yeah. And you so can't have it. Well, in the 80s, you had a contingency sales. Yeah, I'm going to buy yeah. your place, but uh, I'm only going to buy this if my place sells. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, and that, <laughs> that was still the norm. But, yeah. but today, so many people are able to make cash offers. So, so those folks who have a home to sell, you know, there's no guarantee, although there was a high likelihood that you'd be able to sell, sell it in this market, but the timing of trying to get the proceeds from that sale so you can put towards buying your next home yeah. and writing an offer and saying, hey, you know, who wants to take the risk of saying there's no sale contingency on my home? Yeah. 
Um, Stuff happens because there's a borrower who's buying the home you're selling and what happens if they have, you know, a sale contingency on their home or whatever, you know, so, so a bridge loan, which is one of our, you know, primary loan products is, is there to help solve that problem. And essentially it allows the home buyer who has a home to sell to not have to worry about selling that home first. They can use a loan to a bridge loan specifically to buy their next home and close that transaction. And then they have time to be able to sell their current home, their what we call the departing residence, um, with a little bit more, well, with more time and, and less stress than having to do it at the same time as they purchase. So the, the bridge loan is uh, one that we fund one or two or more of these every week um, where, you know, somebody, uh, you know, is trying to make an offer essentially to compete against all cash or they, they just found the home that they wanted uh, and they now, you know, don't want to worry about selling their current home. Also, sometimes people just want the time to fix up the property that they're moving into or fix up the property that they're selling. Exactly. Get the highest they, price for it. Yeah. Yeah, get the highest price. Um, you well, know, other, uh, other examples. Yeah, let me give you an example of one that, um, that uh, actually just, this loan just got paid off. Uh, it was an architect who, uh, the loan actually came from a mortgage broker who wanted to do a regular conventional loan. The problem was the architect was still in the process of remodeling the new house he wanted to move into. So he still had his old house, uh, but this one was like, he, he just, he kind of ran out of money um, to, to finish off the remodel of the new house that he wanted to move into. And so the mortgage broker said, uh, Edward, can you help him out? Because I can't lend him in the condition it's in because of potential mechanic liens. And, you know, the, the, it's a built house. It's just getting remodeled, but uh, he still needs, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars. And so what we did was we were able to get the uh, contractor to sign off, basically saying, yeah, I have been paid everything up to date. So that got rid of all the mechanic lien issues. And then we budgeted out how much he would need for uh, finishing off the uh, remodel. And sure enough, he followed, he finished it off uh, in time and uh, then just got taken out by regular conventional loan. So that's a typical one. I had, you know, I don't know, high 780 FICO score or something, made really good income, but he just happened to be short a little bit of extra money to finish off the remodel. You know, and uh, so that's a great example. And we also have ones where it's a reverse exchange. It's somebody who, uh, you know, who's found the home or property they want to exchange into. And this is not just residential, um, but uh, it's a reverse exchange where they found the home that they want to, or property that they want to um, exchange into before they've sold their, their, the property that they are currently holding onto. So, Reverse exchanges are ones. There's probate situations where, or estate um, situations where the siblings acquired a property from their parents and one sibling wants to buy out the others. Great. So, All right. Uh, why don't you give out your information one more time and then we're going to come back with some thoughts of the day and some closing comments. <laughs> sure. Our uh, phone number is 415-883-2150. And our email address, or, or excuse me, our website is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right. Stay with us. The best investor will be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. 
You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. So, Nam, if uh, people are listening to the show and they say, well, that sounds like pretty uh, conservative investment, because nothing's risk-free, but it's conservative, uh, and I would like more information about potentially investing with your company, um, what, what do they do? What, uh, you have a fund? Do you have funds to invest in? Sure, yeah. We have several funds and um, they pay anywhere, as I mentioned earlier, from around 6% all the way up to over 10%, depending on the different funds. Um, so if you want to, you know, and I'll just name them off really quickly. There's the Pacific Private Money Fund, there is the Pacific Freedom Fund, and the North Star Capital Fund. Those are the three primary funds we we operate. and. Um, you know, they all have different needs and uses. The, the real estate we lend on varies somewhat between them. Um, but ultimately, you know, they, they all have been, now we have track record of several years for each one with the Pacific Private Money Fund being the, the longest running. Um, anyway, to, to learn more, you can give us a call, 415-883-2150, or you can go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Or you can actually uh, email us at invest at pacificprivatemoney.com. And uh, all three of those are, you know, ways to connect with myself or others in the, in the company who can, you know, provide some, some more information, um, more, much more detailed than what we covered during the show about the types of real estate, you know, what are some of the risks of investing in a fund? Uh, what are the pros and cons? And, you know, are there fees? all of those things. So I can tell you that all of them require that uh, an investor be accredited, which means that they have a million dollar net worth uh, exclusive of their primary residence, or they can qualify as accredited a couple of other ways. One is that um, their income as an individual, their AGI is they can show on their tax returns for the last two years was at least 200,000 per year or 300,000 as a household. Uh, or a couple. The other way too is depending on their profession. So some professions uh, are deemed or certifications are deemed to to be to qualify that person as accredited. So for instance, like a financial advisor should be considered a accredited investor. If they're not, if they're not, um, I don't know. That's that's. <laughs> you wonder why that worth isn't as high. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. they're just starting out. <laughs> yeah, e education. So I think you'll see that definition of a credit investor start to expand to include sort of some common sense, you know, reasons why somebody would be considered accredited. But right now, like um, they believe a CPA and an attorney, because uh, they're considered, you know, uh, they have enough schooling uh, for sophisticated. Yeah. I mean, if you're a 21 year old kid and you inherit, you know, $5 million, uh, you meet the net worth requirement, but are you, are you really truly accredited in terms of, 
you know, having the experience to make yeah. sound decisions yeah. like that. So, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, so when you uh, when, when the audience uh, email, emails invest at PacificPrivateMoney.com or calls your 883-415-883-2150, uh, they can find out, you know, minimum investments as well as uh, how long they have to hold the fund. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. if there's any lockup period and that sort of thing. So um, contact NOM at uh, 8415-883-2150. Uh, ask, ask for him. He'll, he'll direct you in the right uh, uh, direction there. All right. Are you ready for our thoughts of the day? All yes, right. sir. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Albert Einstein said that. I thought that was pretty good. And yeah. why did the photo go to jail? For why is that, sir? For indecent exposure. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got a laugh out of you. There's a winner. <laughs> That's all for today, folks. All right, uh, audience, stay tuned uh, next week for the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.